Rip, rip, rip for the ultimate ride. 100% pure adrenaline, bro. That's what this movie is about. Fucking pure adrenaline. Swayze shirtless. Fucking guy shit. Fucking mame of hair. Football. Uh, surfing. Short-haired girls. Yelling at each other. A lot of like yelling. Within inches of the other person's face. A lot like of they're yelling. about to make out. It's Fast and Furious style. <laughs> Fast and Furious, the prequel. The prequel. We were talking about Point Break, and this is WTM. Watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I am your host, Eric Mulder. Eric, he is a bad, bad man. Joined once again by Mr. Alex the Bicep Jones. Get it, get it, get it. Let him watch. Let him watch. Let them watch Point Break. <laughs> Let them eat cake. And watch Point Break mm-hmm. on roller skate. <laughs> oh, big one today. It's our kicking off kind of our summer of fun. Well, it, you know, summer did just officially begin. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Today's the 22nd. We totally planned this. We did. <laughs> Start of summer. We weren't going to try and do this last week at all. <laughs> Yeah, I've been uh, fucking busy as shit. Playing in golf tournaments. Won, won a little money. Got fourth. Golfing. Got closest to the pin on another hole. Got a I, little more money. I hear you. Yeah. I was hitting the links. Been using up my you know, my season ticks to Minnesota United. Soccer and golf. Going to games, working nights and days. And the fact that Brett and I recorded an episode that we're never going to release <laughs> that what? took up some time you wasted a lot of time lately it sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> last week was a it's just a wash just a big waste of time <laughs> last week <laughs> tough five worst dads not as fun as it sounds <laughs> number one worst episode <laughs> <laughs> but uh like we said we're having dual summers the summer down under yeah. Aussie films. Ready this for that. Point Break. We're doing actually does end in Australia. Oh, nice little connection there. There you go. Like I said, we planned all this shit <laughs> in advance. <laughs> Last like November. It's not like he's going to paddle to Melbourne. Is that what you said? No, he's, I'm not going to paddle to New Zealand. Yeah, paddle New Zealand. Then they make out because it's fucking Swayze. <laughs> Uh, this is the summer of fun one of the summer of fun films point break 
Have you ever seen so much adrenaline and testosterone in one film? Yeah. I have. Expendables. Uh... <laughs> adrenaline, though? Adrenaline, that's not involved in adrenaline. I could see Fast and Furious. Uh, going with guy shit and, like, crank. adrenaline. Wasn't that all about adrenaline? I suppose. Well, one of them. He had to keep the adrenaline going. See, Reeves, he doesn't care. Like, in real life, he just needs to keep the blood up. He doesn't need to keep the adrenaline going. Keep the blood up. <laughs> He's got to keep the blood up. He's got to eat those fucking raw steaks with nothing else. He needs that blood. <laughs> got to keep the blood up. Keep the blood up. So, point break. It's dope beats. Let's get into it. How about that? You can hit us with a synopsis. I am. And a year? <laughs> yes. <laughs> From 1991, Point Break is directed by Catherine Bigelow, starring Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves, Gary Busey, Lori Petty, and John C. McGinley. Also a little supporting role from Mr. Tom Sizemore. And, of course, you know, Anthony Kiedis snuck his way in there. <laughs> Gets his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just beat down. Um Storyline, an FBI agent goes undercover to catch a gang of surfers who may be bank robbers. Dun, dun, dun. They're known as the ex-presidents, the bank robbers. They all wear masks. We got Nixon and what Jimmy Carter, Reagan, and Lyndon B. Johnson. Oh, yeah. Uh, typically, with a lot of leftovers, we've gone through... The entire plot summary where I read it from Wikipedia or IMDb. Uh, IMDb one is a book again. And then it's just that long. Wikipedia is a little more manageable, but I'm going to try it. We're going to try it without doing that. We're just going to go through our notes and go chronologically. Especially with Point Break, it's not that difficult a movie to follow. <laughs> uh, when I rewatched Point Break this go around, I forgot how long Point Break was. <laughs> But it doesn't feel long, even when you're watching it. Well, it's two hours and two minutes, total runtime. Yeah, I thought it was like hour 40. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't realize it was over two hours. I mean, I guess without credits, just under, but still. Mm. So, Keanu Reeves plays Johnny Utah, young, hotshot FBI special agent. And he gets teamed up with uh, Gary Busey, who's, you know, the veteran, kind of tough as nails. Eh, maybe kind not tough crack, as nails, kind but. Kind of a crackpot. He's the joke of the department. Yeah, he's the wild card. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's been following the case for years, hasn't been able to crack it. He has a theory that it's surfers that are the bank robbers that everyone makes fun of him for. See the tan lines. Yeah, tan sees line. the tan line. There's a video, uh, surveillance video from a bank. And as they leave, one of the bank robbers moons the camera and you can see a tan line, like a pretty prevalent one. It's a crucial point because it ties in towards the end. And you go, he might be right. <laughs> uh, but it's like, it's also a, a, a Busey. It's fucking California. There's plenty of people with tan lines. <laughs> not everyone's walking around, you know, pantsless. Aren't they? Gonna be, yeah, they're going to have tan lines. Unless they're, you know, tanning in beds. Or, you know, letting their ass breathe on the beach. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. You can let your ass breathe on the beach. You can go tits up, but I don't think you can do ass up. Oh, you, you gotta be. I mean, especially in '91, 
the nipple is almost free today, but it was even more so not free back in the early 90s. Yeah. So if you go tits up, you got to be able to go ass up. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't know what beaches you're on. My beaches well, are. Not, well, I, I technically, well, I was in California beaches, but I was there in 2000, so not 90s. Hanging out with. Okay, I know that was Florida. What? No, I've never been to Florida. Cal. No, that was that was Cali. That was also I saw Tyrese and Lil Kim on the beach. That was right when we got there in San Diego. They were doing their spring jams. River. <laughs> well, because it, it wasn't summer yet. Yeah, I don't think it was. I think it was early June. It was Disneyland was doing their like. I forget what anniversary it was. It was like 50th or 25th or whatever, because we were marching um, in a parade at Disneyland. Oh, that's right. Bleep? No. Um, the marching band. Oh. Was a freshman wall is going to be a freshman in high school. So the, Just non, the, the non-cool band. Yeah. I was on the... Bleep was like... I was on the drumline. cool. Drumline was cool. Nick Cannon. Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we ever do like all-time fave movies? Mulder's number three. Drumline. <laughs> No. Orlando Jones just cracking the whip <laughs> on the rebel Nick Cannon. Oh, <laughs> Can't read sheet music. Doesn't matter. Doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> oh, man. That movie is... I haven't watched it since like I was in <laughs> high school. That is a tough one to get through. That movie is just fucking terrible. Just, I mean, I'm a... You know, I was a percussionist, you know, drummer and the drum line and whatnot. And, you know, that shit interests me, you know, mm-hmm. drum... You know, drum beats and whatnot, but oh, that movie's just you know not good. <laughs> Lando Jones, Jones is the best part. No, he's they, not. But I'm saying he's also the worst part because they totally misuse him. He plays a monotone, serious dude. Exactly. He shouldn't be a serious guy. Up till that movie, he played like funny characters, and was mm-hmm. like, "Wow, oh, he's pretty funny actually." And then I, my, the one thing I remember about that movie when it came out is my sister went. Orlando Jones wasn't funny at all. I think he's funny. Why didn't they make him funny? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I went, shut up, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I go, make seven up yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, uh, I mean, yeah, he had a serious role, and I thought he did really well at it. It was just, uh, why, why would the fuck would you use him like that? Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. You don't want to suggest that he has to be typecast either, but... If you're making fucking drumline, everybody fuck everybody else is fucking typecast. So, yeah, let's bring in a comedian to uh, portray like the one serious actor in here, one serious character. <laughs> Trying to break down doors, <laughs> I guess. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, back to Point Break. Ugh, not not drumline. It's back to good movies. <laughs> Although this one is full of its share of cheese as well and poor dialogue. But I'll start off by saying I thoroughly love Point Break. Me too. Uh, it is a fun, fun, fun movie. You almost forget at certain points that it's filled with cheesy shit. <laughs> yeah. There's certain scenes that are just good. Uh, some of the bank heist scenes are really good. Um, Swayze's fucking good. Even Keanu Reeves is good and Busey too. And then all of a sudden gets you up and you're like fuck this is just a killer movie and then all of a sudden somebody says something you go yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's point break yeah it starts out with uh johnny utah at like the fbi 
like training facility and it's heavy rain and he's doing like target practice out in the rain he's basically just john wicking it up out there don't do you ever seen that video um when they were doing like when they were making john wick chapter two there's video came out about him training for that movie and he was on like a, a course like that where there's a bunch of different targets and obstacles and running through it and he's just you know you know doing somersaults and spinning and shooting and you know ducking and diving huh I mean, it was, just looked like a total badass. And you're like, yeah, I mean, they, they don't use movie magic for that. He's really, you know, kind of right. kicking ass with his moves in the John Wick universe. It's got to actually look like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought this was very similar to, like, kind of what that looked like. Because he's, he's, he's working that course in the beginning. He's doing work in the beginning. We should also point out that 91, that's a big year for Keanu Reeves. Oh, we yeah. Already did, we did Bogus Journey. We talked about that a few episodes ago. That was 91. Also in 91, my own private Idaho, him and River Phoenix. Oh, okay. You I never saw that? that. Nope. I did, uh, yeah, I rented that, a Criterion from the library, um, probably about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed. I wouldn't say it's bad. Um, I, I need to watch it again. It's one of those, it's a very poetic movie. Sure. So it's, you know, you're supposed to think about it a while. I mean, there's great performances. I mean, he's even, he's good in there. As I say in here, it's not so much that he's, I think he's a bad actor at this point in his career. It's, at least in this movie, his terrible dialogue is given to him at certain times. You're just like, ugh. Like, who? I mean, I know, like, Cameron, James Cameron was with Catherine Bigelow at the time. And one of the fun facts is they kind of rewrote the script together at the end before they shot the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it does The dialogue help. is just kind of dog shit. Yeah, I at mean, certain points, it's not, all right. not it's, the whole time, but it's all right certain points. But yeah, it, especially coming off of Bogus Journey, I guess Bogus Journey coming out the same year mm-hmm. doesn't help you try and look at him differently. I guess yeah, at certain point because you're like, oh yeah, that is the guy who did Bogus Journey, like the dumbass kind of mm-hmm. character. And, nope. I, and I don't think that's his fault. I think, like yeah. you said, I think it's shit dialogue given to him and said, here's your lines, and he's trying to do the best he can with them. Mm-hmm. And some of it is, you know, maybe they were trying to do that a bit purposefully with the subject matter of the movie with, you know, California, surfers, stuff like that, a young guy. Mm-hmm. So, But still, like, I don't know, maybe even just the tone or style of the movie that they wanted. They wanted maybe more kind of campy type stuff like that, but yeah, maybe. But I mean, they you know they get into especially with Swayze's character Bodie, they get into some you know philosophical ideas, ways of life and whatnot. But yeah, so I mean, I don't have a definitive answer on why the dialogue is poor at certain points, but it's not the whole time at least. Yeah, that's all we can. I mean, it's not like you have to suffer through a. Con- you get nice long stretches of uh, where, again, it's good. Like, you get nice long stretches of really good stuff, and then all of a sudden, like, the fucking two sentences get thrown in, and you're like, ugh. Like, <laughs> why'd they do that? Uh, my own private Idaho, you know, I thought he was, you know, that's kind of where he started to, I think, become a you know pretty damn good actor. Uh, I mean, he's probably overshadowed a little bit by River Phoenix in there, but. River Phoenix kind of overshadowed everyone when mm-hmm. he was working. Um, it's about uh, kind of like these young kid, like drifters, uh, drug abusers, 
hustlers, you know, male prostitutes getting into trouble, living on their own, runaways. It's kind of a collection of those people. Um, so I mean, it's a bit more serious, especially you know more serious with the dialogue and the themes and whatnot. Yeah. So I still suggest you see my own private Idaho. I'm gonna watch it again sometime. Just not, you know. There's you know homosexuality. It's you know him and River Phoenix are kind of together. Or huh. Bunch of bunch when, of the kids. When did that come out again? Ninety one. Oh okay. That's why I brought it up, dude. You've not been paying attention. You've just been reading your notes over there? No, 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 no. I just didn't hear the year. I said it was a big year because also it came out that year. Right. My own private Idaho. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, Johnny Utah's John Wicked and Up in the Beginning. Swayze surfing. And uh, right away, you know, Utah's introduced to Gary Busey and John C. McGinley is a superior officer um, who's. The only time he's not yelling is just like that first scene <laughs> where he's talking to him, in which he also he calls him a calls him a blue flame special, yeah, blue flamer. I was like, he's like you're young, dumb, and full of cum. Great line. But I was like, well, why is it called a blue flame special? Couldn't figure it out. You any ideas? Uh, flamer, I can see flame is that like, yeah, they're kind of like kind of calling him gay or whatever, but. Young, dumb, full of cum is not described gay. No. It's like a noob. It's like a newbie type thing. That's how I... I mean, blue flame special. I don't know. Blue flame. Blue is just the hottest part of the flame, correct? Yeah, but uh, what do they always say? Like, uh, a blue flame. If you only see a blue flame, it means there's too much gas. Turn out the gas to get the actual orange and red part of the flame. Mm-hmm. Might be thinking too much into it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I am flabbergasted by why it's called a blue flame special. Maybe that's, that must be a restaurant term. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. that's something. Fresh off the pan. <laughs> but uh, so he teams up with uh, Gary Busey, whose name is Angelo Pappas. It's such a weird name. Angelo Pappas. <laughs> Angelo. And he's got a uh, a theory. Um, let's uh, play a clip here. Theory about the ex-presidents. You've been working bank robbery, what, 22 years? Yeah, 22 years. Man, L.A. has changed a lot during that time. The air got dirty and the sex got clean. Uh-huh. So a guy with that kind of timing must have some theory about these guys. Leave it alone, Johnny. Okay, fine, you've given up. Fine. It doesn't mean I have to. Hey, hey, listen. Forget about it, kid. They are ghosts. Yeah, of course. What am I thinking? If you couldn't crack it with all your years of experience, it's impossible to conceive that I might have something to offer, right? Well, maybe I can do better than some over-the-hill burnout. Hey, watch your mouth. Maybe you ought to just take some early retirement right now and get some rent-a-cop night security job. Tell Nam stories. Listen, you snot those little shit. I was taking shrapnel and caisson while you were crapping in your hands and rubbing it on your face. You mad? Yeah, I'm mad! Good and mad! Yeah! What do you want to do about it? It feels good, doesn't it? Like you're still alive, right? Yeah! Well, since you're still alive and you're not in the box just yet, why don't you tell me this theory of yours and we'll go get these guys? It's just good teamwork. Just motivating the other one to just get her going. 
Yeah, I especially wanted to play that part of it because it doesn't get into the actual theory he has because, well, we already talked about it. He thinks it's surfers, but that's just the example of people just constantly yell throughout this movie. (laughs) Everyone just yells at each other. John C. McGinley's he's kind of doing the, it's kind of the 80s trope of the angry lieutenant or superior officer who's always bitching at his cops. He reminds you of his character in Wall Street. A fair amount. Not the yelling part, but kind of the arrogance type thing like that. A little bit, yeah. And just the general appearance. Suit, <laughs> hair, everything. Like it, it looks just like his character on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Not and as when, funny. And they're always like getting so close when they're like, you're yelling right in each other's faces. They're like inches away. And then they always look like they're about to make out. And then it's... There might be a lot of bro, like dude romance going down when you think about it throughout the whole movie. Because uh, Pappas, Pappas took uh, <laughs> it's a bro movie, dude. True, very broish. Well, it is a Swayze movie. Yeah, I mean Roadhouse. I mean, if you don't go from six to midnight at least once watching Roadhouse, it's king of the leftovers, Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> and he's shirtless. If everybody's curious if he's shirtless in the movie, a lot of shirtless Swayze scenes. <laughs> you do not get disappointed with the shirtless Swayze scenes in here. <laughs> um, yeah Pappas had taken some soil samples and they were talking about different stuff that's in the soil mm-hmm. one of them being like a certain wax could have been from a variety of different wax products one of them could be wax that is used on surfboards yeah um, so yeah that's what he's kind of following that's his theory and they're going to test it out. So he convinces Keanu Reeves to, well, I don't know if he had to convince him so hard. He just kind of offered because Gary Busey, you know, he's like, I can't, you know, I can't fucking go surf out there. Too fucking old. old. <laughs> fucking old. It's like a retard. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I looked it up, his, his motorcycle accident was 88. I was, yeah, because we're, we talked about this offline after we'd watched a movie where it was like, Ah, Busey has some parts in here. It's like, is that Busey being Busey, or is that supposed to be that way? I don't know if you have the. Do you have the clip of him in the car? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that fucking, was the one I was like, that's the one yeah. clip I have to get from this movie. <laughs> Just Gary yes. Busey. Yeah, eighty-eight. That was in the car accident. Hmm. Or his head injury and head injury was eighty-eight. Yeah. He said okay. Yeah, he. Uh, for those who don't know, he had a pretty horrific accident. Is skull was cracked open and suffered permanent brain damage um, later on in the 90s he would have pretty serious bouts of drug abuse cocaine and stuff he was pretty heavy into it so I'm sure he's going through a lot of pain and yeah sure he's probably addicted to I mean I guess I can't remember if it's he said he was addicted to painkillers or anything but well he was on that celebrity rehab or whatever the hell mm-hmm. it was reality show yeah but I remember hearing that when he was on there, he w- he said he came on there to be like, you know, help guide people. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't there for addiction. He was there. yeah, he'd he beat it. A, and people are like earlier. Yeah, but on the show he was there as a patient type thing. But he kept mm-hmm. saying, "No, I'm here f- to help everybody else." And they're like, <laughs> "Gary, you're <laughs> you're no, 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 no. I'm a spiritual like healer. I'm trying to help these guys." Listen. Yeah. This is the thing, like, feel bad for him yeah because you can tell his mind is fucked up from that and lasting effects from that and i'm sure the drug abuse and everything just compounded everything fucked up with his head 
probably. Yep. Um, sometimes I'll hear him more recently. Once in a while, he'll have a string of conversation where he kind of sounds sane, some at least somewhat. Again, we'll be talking about certain things or memories, maybe that he kind of have to stick to that. But and some of it, I think he plays up a little bit too much. Sure. Because he maybe cashing in off of that persona. At this point, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But he's, <laughs> I saw one video where he was, he was trying to. It's like a YouTube thing where he's talking about, I have a crazy invention. Well, he didn't say crazy, but he had an invention idea. It was an inner tube that you stick your dick in. <laughs> <laughs> it basically had like a fake pussy in the inner tube. And you'd like stick your dick in it as you're floating down the river. Just pleasuring yourself. It'd be like the best time and stuff like that. I was just like, what? You're fucking, you fucking your tube? You're going down the river? You thought it was like the best idea. It was like a gold mine. I shouldn't even be telling you this. Patent pending. But. Wheels are in motion, so I don't want to say too much, but. Dick in the tube. Just putting it out there. Getting a, a pussy tube is what I'm getting. <laughs> Well then, so yeah, that kind of explains some of his maybe his behavior or lines. I don't know. Maybe the I, I didn't hear if any of his lines were improved. Yeah, I didn't read anywhere that they were or not. You gotta imagine something. Yeah, because some of it just doesn't make sense at all. Like nobody writes that in the script for this character, right? But all right, let's. Uh, so Keanu Reeves buys uh, the ugliest fucking board. Yeah, <laughs> the pink board. Yeah. Um, you want you want to talk about that that douchey kid at the surf shop? Uh, the shop that he buys the board from, <laughs> he goes to the counter, and then the kid's like, he's like, yeah, it's never too late to get into surfing type thing." And Keanu's like, "I'm 24." And he goes, "Yeah, like I said, it's not you know, you can never be too old to get into surfing." And then he's like, "Surfing's the source, man. Change your life. Swear to God." <laughs> a very intimate scene <laughs> Keanu goes okay <laughs> that's my only kind of my one gripe with surfers those surfer culture because they come off as there's supposed to be like free loving like nature and very open minded but they're fucking assholes because anybody <laughs> new who tries to surf like I mean you, yeah I know not you know this isn't a a direct representation of real life. This isn't a documentary, but everyone's an asshole to him because he's surfing in an area that apparently all the locals, the local surf, you know, crews mm-hmm. surf regularly. And if you, you surf their breaks, there's gonna be problems. Yeah. You have to be like an expert surfer. Or, you know, if you're cutting into their time, like this is our fucking beach. Well, you're fucking stealing waves, brah. All right. Yeah. And it's like, aren't you supposed to be open and like inclusive? You want everyone to be, free and one with the ocean and shit like that if you can't surf just sit down (laughs) (laughs) that's what these guys are like if you can't sing just sit down just sit down (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they're just fucking assholes and that's not a i have read that before in different stuff i've Uh, heard of not just in california and hawaii you know i I suppose Mm -hmm. any big surf town or area you have your certain spots that only 
the hardcore surfers surf at and then all the newbies and people who don't know how to surf, you go somewhere else, especially if you're not a local because then it's even bigger deal because they're almost territorial towards that stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. I guess I could see from an aspect of safety a little bit too um, because you do watch people surf together. If you don't know what the fuck you're doing, you could take somebody out. Um, but I also think that they – they just don't want to deal with people that know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're not the nicest. Probably about it. Yeah, I've listened. I used to listen to the uh, Talking Shit podcast. Mm-hmm. Eddie Ift. It used to be Eddie Ift and Jim Jeffries, but Jim Jeffries left after about hundred episodes or something like that. Okay. But uh, Eddie Ift, he's another comedian, but he's a big surfer, and like uh, he does CrossFit and stuff like that. And he always talks about the surfing culture, and a lot of them are just fucking assholes that don't want. You know anyone surfing their territory <laughs> and it's like pretty much if i went to california i'm th- 31 now i mean if i went to try and go surf like i literally don't know where i'd go i know there's got to be places where people give surfing lessons but it's probably on the most generic public beach mm-hmm. which is fine like yeah if you well you want to surf a cool break you gotta not be a novice you gotta be good at it and things yep. like that yep. which i understand but even if I got to be like decent and then I just showed up that place, I'm sure they would not take kindly to me. Even, you know, even if I was decent at surfing. Yeah. Fucking new, you know, I'm curious if it's exclusive to surfing. I, I curious if like snowboarders, no, that I also wrote that down my notes shit like that too, or probably. So neither of us do any of this stuff. I've snowboarded once, uh, and went not for me. It just wasn't for me. <laughs> wasn't that good at it? And I said, fuck it. I'm done. Uh, but I bet you they it, it's kind of that niche. It is. Because snowboarders are fucking assholes, too. Absolutely. It's Not every niche. one of them. Because yeah. I know there's plenty of people yep. listening to the show that you know enjoy snowboarding. and I think that you get in that group, especially in such a niche-type activity, that when you get a bunch of people that are really good and are locals or they're proven or something, they don't want the fucking new people who don't really know what they're doing but trying to learn they don't want to deal with them type thing they kind of look down on them uh yeah i used to ski more often like in high school and whatnot and it didn't matter whatever place i went around minnesota there'd always be asshole snowboarders that would build fucking jumps in the middle of fucking runs you know ski mm-hmm. runs sure and then like they just keep on going like, they wouldn't go up to the top of the run. Like, they'll just kind of clog up a whole section of the run. You'd have to go around them. And, like, there'd be a group of, like, a dozen of them. And so 11 of them would just be sitting all over the snow watching whoever was going next. And they'd just sit there and some of them were videotaping. And they're just fucking getting in the way and just being annoying assholes. And they they'd, like, they... they'd build jumps in, like, the most, like, the worst places for, like, if you're just trying to ski it. Oh, sure. And then, uh, so, I mean, we get pretty tired of it. And eventually I just go down the half pipe just to piss them off. Cause the half pipe run is for people skiing too, but not a lot of people ski would go down it just because it's half pipe, you know, that, that's for snowboarders and right. stuff. So I just fucking go up and down that a bunch of times, like slow. <laughs> so nobody could fucking do shit. Like, fuck you guys. Uh, when I was in junior high, we'd go on a class trip to, I forget the ski resort, um, but you got to choose if you wanted to go skiing, snowboarding, or tubing. They had tubing hills mm-hmm. that you go down, and 
Everybody, I never, I never did the tubes. Oh yeah, I ripped up the tubes, dude. Uh I'd always go tubing, and then most, and then everybody else would go skiing. So you'd have like I don't know, more people I think went skiing than tubing. But it was like mm-hmm. forty, sixty type thing. Uh, Nathaniel Rolfus in my class went snowboarding, and everybody's like, "You don't know how to fucking snowboard. What are you doing?" <laughs> he's like, "I'm going snowboarding, dude." Uh, he spent the entire day riding up to the top of hills. And then going down, well, he spent most of the day on the bunny hill because they wouldn't let him go up on the hills until he could pass the bunny hill little course they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he passed it finally after, I think, like an hour, and then they put him up on the hill. And then when we were getting pulled up to the top of the tube and hill, we saw him scooting down the hill on his butt because he couldn't snowboard the hill. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, he, wor- uh. he works with my mom now. <laughs> True story. That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves is introduced to the asshole surfers pretty quickly. He almost get, you know gets himself killed. He almost drowns. Luckily, Lori Petty saves him. Yep. Her name's Tyler in here. Kind of Swayze's kind of main squeeze. But then when she transitions over to former Utah. That's how I look at it. But when... when Swayze first sees them two, those two together. Yeah. She's like, you know, we we know each other, and he's like, Tyler, can I talk to you for a minute? He's like, we, you replace me or what? Yeah. So I take they're not together then. Former love. It's the perfect description for it. Well, they sound like he sounds like he's pissed off. Like, you you replace me. So I guess they could have yeah, been former, but still friends. But it seemed like they were That's maybe still kind of like casually together. Yeah. And then she's just with him and he's fine with it because, you know. He's mouth banging some other girl at his house party. <laughs> 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 I yeah, taught so. him that. <laughs> I like it. Keanu's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, after that meeting, that first meeting. Actually, no, I have a clip from that meeting, actually, because we get to find out what the ultimate ride. He's a modern savage. (laughs) He's a real searcher. What's he searching for? The ride. The ultimate ride. Guy's even crazier than you, Johnny. know each other that's a that's a surfboard all right looks like a 57 Chevy I used to have uh Tyler come here so uh who's the guy you replacing me you break where you been he surfs real well come on he's from Kansas or something he's from Kansas heads up yeah, good catch. So yeah, he says, uh, "You replace me." And what's going on out there? No, not like a dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and she's like, give me a break. You know, where you, where you been? You know, like it kind of seemed like they were still kind of like together. Kind of like, where you been? Yeah, I can see it. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's not made clear. No, put it that way. They've hooked up. That's all you can say. At some point they were together either then or before. This is kind of right at the, uh, kind of apex of Lori Petty's career. She was a hot ticket at the time. Yeah, I was she trying to pl- I was trying to place her a like, League of Their Own. That's where I remember I watched League of Their Own quite a bit mm-hmm. when I was <laughs> Me younger. Too. Uh good movie. Um but that's that's the movie I was trying to place her in. Free Willy. Yep. Tank Girl, which was kind of like her big that's kind of been a become like a cult classic i haven't seen it but people still talk uh, about it in like, the army now yep that's right i have that written that down here too, too. i used yeah. to watch that back that's in the early good 90s <laughs> it's not a good one no <laughs> it's good well poly shore wise it's a good poly shore movie which means it's not a good movie <laughs> uh, i think that's one of his she was in works. poetic justice with old tupac and janet jackson yeah i couldn't place her in there mm. though because yeah, I, yeah. I only watched poetic justice once yeah, so I was like, oh, a Tupac movie. And I was like, oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> it was all right. No, he had to get an AIDS test. <laughs> Jan Jackson wouldn't do the sex scene. All right. He goes, if I was actually going to fuck Janet. Lori Petty is currently in. <laughs> Lori Petty is currently in Orange is the New Black. She's one of the main actors in there. Huh. Cool. Which I haven't watched yet, but, you know, it's, it's on my list. It's kind of annoying a little bit. What? Laura Petty. Oh, in, in here or just in general? Um, She's kind of always whining about something. Yeah, I mean, League, League of Their, their own, own. She's whining Meh. about her sister. You're the but. big sister. Take me with to the softball. <laughs> uh, baseball, that's right. Never mind. Uh, and then in here, it's just See the nice grass, girls? Don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> John Lovins is fucking steals the show. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um i don't remember her too well in free willy i just remember she's in there yeah she's probably bitching at the whale or something stealing a show willy <laughs> <laughs> fucking taking all her waves now Bodie and his uh gang of cronies they're not just surfers they're apparently they're college football enthusiasts got a clip What's wrong with you? Don't you think that's a little out of line? Whoa, 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 cool it, Roach. Don't you know who this is? No, I don't know who this is. This is Johnny Utah, the Ohio State Buckeyes All-Conference, remember? Number nine, man. How you doing? <laughs> nice oh, to meet yeah, you. Jesus Christ. Johnny fucking Utah. Sorry, man. Didn't mean to get in your face. Man, I knew I knew you. It was the Rose Bowl. Three years ago, you beat SC, right? You? You did this. That was him. That was one hell of a game. Oh, wow. Don't yeah, but uh, you got nuked in the last quarter or something. Yeah, I got my knee folded back about 90 degrees the wrong way. Whoa, that's why you never went pro? Two years of surgery, missed my window. Went through law school instead. Law school? You're a lawyer? Wow. Well, life's not over yet, man. You're surfing. Lawyers don't surf. This one does. Let's play some football! The most just football-loving group of surfers <laughs> I've ever seen portrayed. Ever. Even Lori Petty's like, you did that? You? That was you. Oh, Johnny. Oh, my God. Johnny Utah. Didn't, didn't mean get in your face, man. <laughs> God, just like a... Number nine, dude. 
<laughs> nice to meet you, man. That's like three different people in the group who are spouting off college football. All trivia. conference. All conference. Number nine. Oh, that was you? It's like, that isn't an, I can see SC. I can see them remembering the SC game. Yeah. Because they're in Southern California. Rose Bowl is a big deal there, obviously. You know, it's usually a Big Ten team. At least historically, it was always like Big Ten against Pac-10. Yeah. It's kind of changed more recently, but. Yeah, it's like all oh, conference, like Big Ten. Like, are you following his fucking Big Ten stats? Like, no, you're not. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if the surfers are watching ESPN. In the late eighties. It must have. Eighty eight. Must have had the stats, dude. Almanacs and shit. Eighty seven. They didn't have. They weren't watching Sports Center. Didn't you see the Library of Almanac books in Bodie's house? What did they have? The one from Back to the Future? Or what? <laughs> College football almanac. Now we're so, on to the part where they go on their... Well, Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, they uh, they bond over a game of football, which is actually shot, another little fun fact, shot on the same location as the soccer game in The Karate Kid. Yep. That's the cool little scene there. It's cool. Connection. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like cooler connections I think I've ever heard. <laughs> You know, watch this movie totally differently now. <laughs> like it was all fucking planned, dude. So he's surfing. Uh, Lori Petty takes him under his wing, <laughs> teach him how to surf <laughs> under her wing. Did I say his wing? I don't know. Surfing bird. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard <laughs> about the bird? I said, I'm my mama, 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 mama. <laughs> the family guy bit. Uh, I wish we did TV <laughs> stuff. <laughs> have you? Have you heard? <laughs> the oh word. God! <laughs> oh, this is odd. Just reading the paper. <laughs> I expected a piece about a certain or a piece with an ornithological nature. <laughs> it was my impression that everyone had heard. <laughs> Oh man! That's <laughs> so good. All right. So she she's teaching him, and he's you know he's getting a little better and better each time, but he's still you know doing more than he should, and he runs afoul of some uh, surfer toughs on the beach, surfer Nazis surfing their wake, and. Uh, he gets punched, and then they confront him later, and one of them is Anthony Kiedis. And Utah punches him first right in the nose and drops him. Oh, yeah. And he, he's done. The reason that happened is because Kiedis never showed up for the fight choreography, or like when they're practicing and rehearsing it. So, like, well, I guess we're just going to punch you, and you're just going to get knocked out then. Yeah. <laughs> so, no choreography for him. Also, that uh, when Swayze in that clip said he – Used to have a '57 Chevy, like that board. Yeah, it's because he had a '57 Chevy in Dirty Dancing. Nice little connection. Oh, mm. that might top the Karate Kid <laughs> connection. I don't know. At least that one's like meta, super meta. <laughs> Soups Mets. Soups Mets. Go Mets. Mama, <laughs> 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 
So he works him over with uh, Patrick Swayze coming to the rescue as well because uh, they get a hold of him and they're, you know, holding him by their arms and they're working over Johnny Utah. And Swayze comes and helps out. And Busey was watching from afar, but he couldn't see because they were in like kind of like a ditch coming up to the road. Yeah. Down to the blind beach spot. Over. Yeah. Yeah, there's showers. So he has to, when he runs to go help, he has to. He's with Swayze at this point, so he has to play it off. You guys see a kid come through here with a car stereo? Stole it on my car. Swayze goes, why are you carrying a mic in your hand? You have a walkie-talkie. <laughs> he was running. He had it visibly out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, they tend to think that those surfers, those asshole ones, are the ex-presidents. So they follow him back to their, you know, their, their lair, <laughs> their house. And they're having a big house party, and they show that. And it, they're raising hell on the way home. Just oh, fucking yeah. <laughs> all zig- over the. I don't know if that's the four yeah. or five or whatever interstate that is. That's crazy. You get out of their way with that big fucking <laughs> truck jeep thing that they have. With like the it's like the sign off in the back. It's like yeah. the open. I don't know if it's a Bronco or not. Yeah, it's it was Old like a Broncos. Bron- like a without the top. Maybe a little bigger like- Bronco. Yeah. But uh, it definitely had a lift kit on it. Yeah. It's a big tires. It's pretty. It's a pretty sweet vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> they park right in their lawn, true Nazi style. Yep. They came bouncing in. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big raid at that house. Yeah. Where Keanu shows up late because he was up all night banging Lori Petty on the beach. On the beach. <laughs> That's when he. I need to get that. Nick Cage line from yeah, Las Vegas. So I guess yeah. play that anytime we reference. You get a lot of Nick beach. Cage lines. I'm <laughs> <on that> bored. <laughs> yeah, it's quite the uh, quite the raid scene. Pretty pretty nuts, because those guys are just armed to the teeth. Because basically they're drug they're drug dealers, pretty much. Yeah, that's. They're, yeah, they're, they just, they're just they selling drugs, there, and then they're just you know wild ass surfers. I forget how Bodie describes them. They're just out to. Uh, cause chaos or something you know because bodie's the soul searcher type mm. thing soul surfer people getting uh, shot left and right and i love the, the naked use of chicks squ- the use of squibs big fan of like this like the 80s and early 90s back when they were really using squibs a lot especially uh paul verhoven movies probably had the best squibs they're the bloodiest like watch robocop and total recall those squibs are just fucking no. loaded with blood. <laughs> it's like, and like, it just like explodes. It's like the most graphic thing ever. I thought it was funny because they're all tipped off just because Gary Busey comes to the door looking for his dog. That's <laughs> yeah. when they start getting paranoid. Dude, something's fucking up, man. <laughs> Shit's happening. And it was like, what? Like, I get it's odd, but they immediately start strapping up. Yeah. Simply because Gary Busey comes to the door as if he's just a guy in the neighborhood looking for his lost dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not gloss over the fact. Once Johnny Utah gets in there, he gets his ass whooped by a naked chick. She, she, she whoops a lot of ass. In she there. whooped the shit out of Johnny Utah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Well, how do you, you, know, you try not to, especially at that time, you know, you don't, don't want to hit women, but she's fucking going nuts. Yeah. Well, she was naked too. You don't want to fight naked people in general. I mean, just watch Eastern Promises. Right. You don't want to fuck with Vigo when he's naked. Vigo's naked he will and everything. Captain <laughs> Fantastic, he's got his dick hanging out. Oh, no. <laughs> he wakes up in the morning. 
He's just sitting outside of his bus at a <laughs> campground, and the family walks by, and he goes, Morden! Completely <laughs> <laughs> naked. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, but yeah, that that woman fucking whooping ass is pretty nuts, and then the, obviously the uh, the lawnmower yeah. sequence. That was pretty sweet He's scene. fighting with the guy, and Nels gets his head pushed into the lawnmower, kind of the old school, like the open open front with the mm-hmm. blade the, the cylinder blades so yeah it turns out to be the wrong one and tom sizemore is not too happy about it he was an undercover dea agent he's kind of bedded with him three months <laughs> three months you think i like my hair like this man <laughs> what's that tattoo of on your arm there oh this tattoo oh this fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you had the frosted tips his hair yeah because they only there was only ended up being a couple keys of like coke in the house yeah he was trying he was trying to get their supplier yeah so he was not too happy about it they weren't happy neither was john c mcginley he's fucking yelling again it's very fast and furious actually i got a clip here of mcginley yelling so let's just play that special agent utah this is not some job flipping burgers at the local drive-in Yes, the surfboard bothers me. Yes, your approach to this whole goddamn case bothers me. And yes, you bother me! And Pappas! Oh, for the love of Christ. Just how the hell did I ever even let you talk me into this whole boneheaded idea to begin with? Harp, we're working undercover. It takes time. We produced a few... No, 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 no! Let me tell you what you've produced. Over the last two weeks, you two have produced exactly squat! Squat! during which time the ex-presidents have robbed two more banks. Now, for Christ's sake, does either one of you have anything even remotely interesting to tell me? Caught my first tube this morning, sir. Then It cuts off after that, because I would have loved to get the reaction from John C. McGinley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Keanu's best line in the movie, I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'd agree with that. <laughs> it's fucking funny. Um. Yeah. Before we, uh, the ex-president's still robbing banks, so they failed. So it's not they, the surfer Nazis. No, not them. Before we get into him finding out about the ex-presidents and the kind of last forty-five minutes of the action, let's let's get the Gary Busey stuff out of the way. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is from the stakeout of the bank where he finally Johnny Utah finally meets up with the ex-presidents. And And blows his cover, largely. Yep. (laughs) This Calvin and Hobbes is funny. Oranges, sir. Take some oranges. You want some oranges? No. 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 We got a lot. We got a lot. Dollar, sir. No, thanks. Good luck. God. (laughs) For his turkey cemetery. Oh. It's time for lunch. Angelo, it's 1030. Right around that corner. There is a sandwich shop. They sell meatball sandwiches. Best I've ever tasted. Would you go get me two? Come on, partner. Two. Thank you. Utah! Give me two! (laughs) That's to fucking tell him three times. (laughs) This Calvin and Hobbes is... What did he say there? For a what cemetery? Turkey? For a turkey cemetery. Oh, that's what I th- 
That's it's lunchtime. Right. He just like he goes from one topic to the next with just no segues, and it's just it's lunchtime, and he's at ten thirty, and he just pays that no bother. There's a place around the corner there that sells meatball sandwiches. Would you go get me two? He's like two. I don't. I've never seen a meatball sandwich that is small. Have you ever seen a small meatball sandwich? Uh, no. <laughs> but I, just, I mean, at Subway, technically, you get a six inch, but that's also technically half of a sandwich. Yeah, it's a foot long. They're cutting a sandwich in half. Yeah, and like you pretty much always see it in like some sort of a a sub type bread like that or mm-hmm. hoagie or whatever. Yeah, you never really see it like a you know, a sliced bread type of thing. So it's like, it's going to be a long, it's going to be like a eight, eight inch to a foot long type of deal. Right. And give me two. <laughs> Go fucking buy me two meals. <laughs> like what, lemonade and shit like that? Like, fuck you, it's 1030. Uh, he is so off the walls in that scene. <laughs> you forget what the fuck you're watching. You're like, is this, is he playing the same character he's been playing? <laughs> It's like, cause that, well, he's shown none of that up until that point and it comes out. He of had nowhere. said some weird things, but not nothing like that. Not in, not in the way he does those little yeah. things. Uh, that was weird. Like it, it cuts hilarious. To that. It just it's... cuts to him. Who's Calvin and Hobbes is funny. It's like, <laughs> I don't think they wrote that in the screenplay. And then I can see the, get me some, some sandwiches. Cause that forces Keanu <laughs> to go over to the Would bank. Would you guys like some sandwiches? Uh, yeah, I get that they're, they're watching to, the bank anyways. <clears throat> I get they're trying to drive home the point like he's distracted. Mm-hmm. So he's going to, you know, the next scene is the Keanu's going to get sandwiches and the bank robbers come out of the bank and hop in the car and then they're well, taking the, off. Yeah, the, it pulls up. Yeah. And, and then, then all of a sudden he's it's turned like, away. He's turned the other way. Yeah. Uh, so it's like it's still ridiculous how he behaves. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, so then uh, once they get out of the bank, he chases them. They go to uh, there's a gas station where they're trying to switch cars, I believe. Yeah. And they're trying to torch the old one. And torch you know, Ke- Keanu runs in and tackles him and gets into a little fisticuff with Swayze. Yep. Leads to a long, really fucking cool foot chase. The whole bank heist thing is fucking solid. Mm-hmm. The chase and the gas fight, fire, whatever at the gas station and then the chase after that yeah it's fucking sweet it's like a long carefully like plotted choreographed foot chase scene it, for some reason it and it doesn't have any similarities really i could think of but it reminded me of heat for some reason like i think just being out in the street like or that robbing banks uh well yeah i think the robbing bank but then also kind of the fight out in the street that just keeps ha- continuing yeah. like mm-hmm. it just fucking keeps happening it's pretty sweet it's a really good sequence good action sequence Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool uh, reading about it. Kind of like one of the fun facts is they kind of put a couple of different components together to film that the chase sequence. Like they use parts from like a steady cam and mixed it with like a handheld kind of like 35 millimeter camera. Mm-hmm. They said the whole thing weighed like 18 pounds, huh. which is pretty, pretty manageable. That's not bad. And you strap it on and you just kind of follow them along. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that they did that because um, they use like a forget the technical name it's like a gyro stabilizer type of thing sure i forget what the i think it has gyro in it and stabilizer but it's something it's called something but he has to do with the steady cam which we talked about a little bit on uh, the shining yeah 
how that was kind of created for The Shining, pretty much. Or at least the first uh, movie it was widely used, mm-hmm. popularized. So yeah, used to good effect, and then uh, of course that scene ends with more yelling. Where <laughs> Keanu Reeves doesn't want to shoot Swayze, so he shoots in the air. Yeah. Uh, and and you Swayze know, gets away. Yeah, because I think he's trying to make it look like, hey, I shot at him, I just missed. You know, because the next scene, Pap is just like, you don't miss. You either scared. Or you're getting too close to your buddy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I know you're not scared. He's fucking number nine. Fuck <laughs> us. All conference. All conference, dude. And he's, you know, got his knee bent 90, 90 degrees the wrong way. Fucking had a Teddy Bridgewater injury. Our quarterback's going through the same thing. Our quarterback dislocated his knee and God, tore, even tore call, up his whole knee. Do you even call him our quarterback anymore? You don't hear anything about him. Oh, that's all we've been hearing the past month at minicamp. He's been throwing, taking, you know, participating in I team don't follow activities. Minicamp. I don't oh, follow OTAs? Nah. He's been throwing. Let's see what he does. They've even said recently that Zimmer still wants to – they consider him the quarterback of the future still. So they're still saying that oh, when we have Bradford. <laughs> fucking Bradford isn't. Well – He's still – don't give me wrong. He's, he's the quarterback reliable. for the immediate future. Yeah, he's a quarterback for now. Uh, not long term. <laughs> <laughs> That's mostly just because he's like 29 and his knees are worse than fucking Keanu's. He's one shot away. <laughs> we, we, our uh, yeah, our team has been collecting quarterbacks with terrible fucking knees lately. Oh. Teddy didn't have one, but they called. They said he had skinny knees coming out of college. Whatever the fuck that meant. <laughs> he has skinny knees. Where's all the muscle around his knee? <laughs> <laughs> That's suspect. Then, but he uh, could be the next best thing. So he dislocates his knee, tears it up, which is like such a freak injury that never happens in like football. So then we pick up a quarterback who's had three ACL tears. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Well, maybe Teddy can join the FBI if it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. People will probably recognize him. Like, oh, Louisville. I remember the Sugar Bowl, dude. Didn't mean to get in your face, bro. <laughs> Teddy would be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Hamburger helper. <laughs> Teddy throws a belt? Teddy throws a belt. <laughs> um, I think we skipped over a Gary Busey line that I need to call out. Okay, go for it. So at one point he talks about how hungry he is. He says, I'm so hungry I could eat the ass end out of a dead rhino. <laughs> I think I had it in there. What it was the? in a it was in a much longer Yeah, sequence, I can't remember exactly when it, it occurred. If it was in the car nah, I don't know. Uh it's it's very descriptive how hungry he is. <laughs> Could eat the ass end out of a dead rhino. <laughs> Not even a live rhino, a dead one. Oofta. Oofta. Ten thirty AM lunches. Meatball. Two. Utah. Give me two. Give me two. <laughs> um, so after this, after Swayze gets away, him and his cronies are arguing about it on the beach. Like, should have killed him when we had the chance. Or he's a fucking federal agent. Swayze goes, I know how to handle guys like this. We've robbed 30 banks in 10 years, which is a lot. But again, they are sticking to the cash drawers. They never go to the vault. Yeah. 
So it is kind of like they are just kind of funding their summer. Like, I'm sure they're getting thousands of dollars, but it's also being split four ways. And they're spending it on a bunch of cert, probably new boards, traveling, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Just all around. I mean, I'm sure they're buying weed and alcohol and, you know, wax. Wax <laughs> for their, their boards. <laughs> but uh, he knows how to handle them. So they take some skydiving the next day. He barges into Utah's apartment, grabs him out of bed. Hey, we're we're going. He coming. You're, you're coming. Let's go. Now, what's her face has found out he's a federal agent mm-hmm. because she found his badge. Yep. So she stormed out on him, mm-hmm. and these guys storm in later. And this is right after he kind of fell asleep with the phone on his stomach because he's been calling her, leaving messages. God, why can't I just say what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Another horseshit line. <laughs> He tries to uh, bring his gun with him before he leaves, but Swayze grabs him before he can. Yeah. So he is uh, defenseless technically, but they're still, they're both playing it like they both don't know that the other is the ex-presidents and the FBI. Yeah, they never address it, and it's weird. So so they go (laughs) skydiving, which uh, another little fun fact, Swayze is a, he's not, he wasn't a pro skydiver, but he was a very acclimated to it. He was a, enthusiast he had done it plenty of times before i think to a point where he could jump by himself yeah Yeah. they said he did like over 50 jumps for this movie to Mm -hmm. film stuff because obviously keanu wasn't really doing that and a lot of that stuff is obviously shot from below because they're being held and the wind being blown in their hair to make it look like that when they're doing like the synchronized stuff yeah surfing too swayze was he had surfed quite a bit in his time where a lot of the surf scenes, he actually is the one surfing. Mm-hmm. Whereas Keanu, I don't, I think he hadn't surfed at all or maybe once. Yeah. And then, um, what's her face had never even been to the ocean or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So Keanu or, uh, Swayze was most experienced and everything, but he's always known for that. He always wanted to do his own stunts and fight sequences and different shit like that too. Mm-hmm. So not surprising, I guess. And the fun fact said that uh, Swayze cracked four ribs filming surfing scenes for the movie. Sure. And that uh, Keanu, you know, after picking up surfing for the movie, still surfs to this day. It's a hobby of his and still loves it. Well, he confirmed Still surfing that. every day, man. Every day. <laughs> but I'm still part of the FBI. Until <laughs> <laughs> I quit. Nobody is worried about that. <laughs> so... Uh, when they get done skydiving, we find out that uh, Swayze shows Utah video that uh, shows uh, Lori Petty's been kidnapped and tied up. You know, they're going to kill her unless, you know, he helps them. Yep. So they're going to take him along on a nice little joyride to a new bank robbery. He's gonna, They're going to make him help. And this bank robbery goes awry. Mm-hmm. There's an under, well, it wasn't an under, it was just a off-duty cop that was there. And there was a security guard, but the security guard wasn't really doing anything. But this hot shot cop and, you know, civilian clothing thought he was going to save the day, take on five armed, you know, heavily armed robbers with his pistol. Sounds smart. Yeah, sounds real fucking smart. It's kind of like, I'm glad you died because you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He <laughs> <laughs> was an idiot. It was, yeah, it's noble to save the day, but not when you're that outmatched. And especially when. You know, nobody was being hurt. 
I mean, none of the ex- the ex presidents weren't really hurting anyone throughout all the robberies. No, they didn't shoot anyone until they shoot that cop. Yeah, and they weren't even really slapping people around all well, that. What's different about this heist? They go into the vault. Yeah, they break the rule. Bodie breaks his rule, and he sends guys into the vault. Well, tonight you're gonna have to break your one rule. So, uh, chase ensues, obviously. Well, not quite, because they shoot Keanu. He gets shot, what, yep. two or three times? But he, he was in the chest. He had a bulletproof vest on. Twice. But he's knocked out. He gets shot twice. So, John C. McGinley gets there. You know, he starts yelling again, and they arrest. They, well, they put him under arrest. Keanu. Because yep. he was involved in it. They don't know the whole backstory yet. But and then... Uh, Pappas knocks out McGinley, which is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, nobody does anything. <laughs> He's like, you know, let me take him in, not like some fucking punk. You know, I'm going to take him in. Myself. Take him in with dignity. Because he's been on the force the whole month. He deserves that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's his, it's his partner. I can see it. They formed a bond. He's the only one that believed the server theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes. So then he punches out. McGinley and then takes the newly under arrest cop with him and nobody fucking stops him. We're like, you just assaulted a police officer and then you're taking this guy with you. Yeah. It's like, whatever. But then they just go to the airport because uh, Keanu knows where they're going. Yeah. Shoot out at the airport. But uh, Papa shoots. Uh, well, one of the ex presidents dies at the bank shootout. Yeah. But one gets shot. So he's injured yep. at the airport. Another one gets shot at the airport and killed. Killed. Swayze makes it onto the plane. And the one guy that was shot yeah, from the makes bank. It, makes Busey it the dies. Plane. Yeah, Busey gets shot in the back by the guy he already shot yep. twice. Yeah. It just kind of comes to a little bit and shoots him as he's dying. Um, so then, of course, you know, Keanu's with him on the plane. And uh, it is a pretty badass scene. Yeah. And they uh, jump out, and he jumps out after him. With no parachute. Mm-hmm. Pretty badass. Yeah. It was filmed pretty well as well. I mean, you could tell it. I mean, the Blu-ray, you can tell it's a stunt guy, at least in part of him. But Still done. Yeah, I would yeah. say pretty well. There was parts where I was curious how much of it maybe Keanu did of jumping or um, not that specifically, but even the just any of the jumping mm-hmm. or uh, Swayze. Because I was like, they both seem like guys who might be able to do that shit on their own. So maybe they did some of it. Um, so yeah, it was filmed pretty well. Yeah, that's kind of like the highlights of this film. Like the action, it isn't like, they don't have massive, I mean, these are obviously big stunts. Mm-hmm. But it's more of a traditional, like a skydiving, it's hard to explain. Like they, they don't have like big outrageous car chases. Right. They have a foot chase. Yeah. Yeah, that's really exciting. These bank robbery shootouts, like when people get shot, the squibs come off. It's more realistic. Mm-hmm. It isn't like people aren't diving all over the place, shooting and dodging bullets. And yeah, it's more of just bang, bang. You get shot, bang, bang. You get shot. There isn't a lot of, I guess, like John Woo type gunplay. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, but it's still effective just because of it's a little more realistic. I think. Yeah, I agree. The sound mixing and the squibs yep. really sell it. Because, yeah, the best stunts in here aren't even really, I mean, they aren't violent action. It's just skydiving and surfing are, like, the biggest stunts. Right. Yep. Which is kind of, you know, 
it's extreme sports versus like a typical action movie is you know, car chases and explosions and jumping off of uh, buildings that it's technically kind of an extreme sport because that's like base jumping but yeah either way it's still a little odd that's why it kind of makes point break pretty unique i think mm-hmm. so they jump out of the plane finally Keanu. pull the they always play like a game of chicken with each other they're yeah. always trying to show how hard they is yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh they finally pull it and then because this is the second time in the movie that johnny utah blows out his knee again He's, you know, ah, crying on the ground, you know, about his knee. He's gone, yep. Yeah. Because he already hurt. And the foot chase, he tore up his knee again, basically, or sprained it. Yeah. And he does again when they land because they pulled the chute too late. The other guy just hits the ground. He's dead. Yeah. They don't show him hit the ground, but they show him in the wind. His chute flapping, and he's just laying there. Yep. And Swayze does finally let Tyler go. Yep. See you later, Johnny. See you in the next life. Yep. I kind of, for some reason, I really like that line. I don't know why. Just see you in the next life, and then he takes off in the jeep. Yeah. Never to be seen again, or is he? <laughs> Wonder where he's going. Yeah. Earlier in the film, there was the scene at the around the campfire where they're talking about waves and the best surfs in the world. What's and, the biggest, Johnny? Ass. Yep. And yep. it's apparently every. Every 50 years, mm-hmm. there's a 50-year storm, pretty much, where, well, you know, he explains it because apparently, well, in addition to all those almanacs in their in their place, they got the farmer's almanac, apparently, because they've been fucking studying weather patterns. Well, that's more believable than football. Yeah, farmer's <laughs> almanac. And apparently, in Australia, there's a combination of weather systems that form a huge storm, and there's a big... Uh, kind of a tropical storm a lot of big surf in a, a typical region of like i think it's like southeast australia or east australia mm-hmm. and so he talks about like i'll be there next year because it's supposed to be the year after yeah the summer that this movie takes place so keanu reeves catches up with them in the next scene obviously that's the last scene in the movie but which is time later times pass yeah so it's been like a year almost since yeah. they last saw each other and it's like he's, he's talking about how we, you know, Misty here, you know, found a your passport here, Misty by two weeks in Fiji. And then he, the other guy that had kidnapped Tyler, he was found dead and picked a knife fight with, you know, somebody bigger than him or something like that. Mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze is the only one left. And uh, he cut his hair. Yeah. He's into like ghost. I think he cut his hair. He's like, I got I to gotta go film ghost <laughs> i gotta go film ghost or was that 1990 God, uh no up. there was fun facts around the fact that he had to they had to do some type of editing for some of the action sequences he wanted to film but he was doing press junkets for ghost during this as well during 1990 the fi- during the filming of this okay for the filming okay yeah. so it is 1990 for ghost will be goldberg yeah. a sporting actress i'll let you girl will be So, yeah, I got a clip from uh, when he meets up with him on the beach. Do something, brah! Special Agent Utah. I knew I could count on you. I've been to every city in Mexico! 
came across an unclaimed piece of meat in Baja. Turned out to be Rosie. Guess he picked a knife fight with somebody better. Found a passport of yours in Sumatra. Missed you by about a week in Fiji. But I knew you wouldn't miss a 50-year storm, Bodie. Yeah. Too bad. You finally get your waves and it's totally closed out. Just waiting for my set. You gotta go down. You cross the line and people trusted you and they die. Yeah, it went bad. But real bad. Life sure has a sick sense of humor, doesn't it? Still surfing? Every day. I think it is the, uh, I think that's the most badass line in the movie. He's just, just waiting for my set. Yeah. Because that's something I'll repeat to this day. You have too, I think. We've done that before. Mm. Just waiting for my set. Yeah. So he's, he's a badass. It's kind of like that way of his philosophy on life and his way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about fear in here, which after watching Donnie Darko is very funny to me. <laughs> the one line he says <laughs> at some point is, fear causes hesitation. And in my head, I was like, fear, <laughs> love. <laughs> <laughs> It's like fucking Swayze is just obsessed with fear. <laughs> uh, Swayze is the constant uh, throughout the movie. He he's solid the entire movie. I don't think there's much cheese. Yeah, he's lines he's or really good. scenes or anything with him specifically. He's fucking badass throughout the whole. He's movie. listed first on IMDb. He should be. <laughs> Which is like you think you're like well. Johnny Utah is supposed to be the protagonist, but right. Bodie's almost like an anti-hero. At the time, Swayze was, had to have been, well, is, is he more known, Swayze? Oh, Because yeah. of Ghost and all that Dirty stuff. Dancing and Dirty like Dancing. And five? Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I guess He's, he, he, he was, is He was more. the bigger star at the time. He's bi- he was bigger than Keanu. Mm-hmm. Big Keanu had his and Ghost decent movies, at least. Was, yeah, since by the time Point Break came out, Ghost was already out. And won a bunch, you know, of awards. Mm-hmm. So he was big shit. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I was just going to say that uh, Bodhi's kind of like an anti-hero. He talks about, and they're talking about the discussing, oh, we're fucked. You know, he's a federal agent. You know, we need to kill him, this and that. And he goes, you know, we never got into this. We didn't do this for the money. You know, they did it for the ride. Yeah. The adrenaline and, uh, and to fight back at the system. Yeah. That fucks people over and shit like that. Kind of like a, like if Robin Hood just like took all the money he stole and just bought a bunch of arrows and like practiced archery and shit all day, <laughs> just like did his own thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like I'm stealing from the rich, but I'm not giving to the poor. I'm just gonna use it to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the human spirit. I think he uses in mm-hmm. there too. He said, you know, defenders of the human spirit. Defenders of the human spirit. So it's kind of almost like a human spirit versus system type thing. That's what yeah. he's fighting for, which is a pretty cool speech. And he says, like, he hates violence. I mean, he talks about when they have Tyler tied up. And he goes, you know, Rosie, he's a man of principle, and he's going to go through with it unless I, you know, meet him or talk to him in a certain place, certain time. Mm-hmm. You know, I can never do it. I was with her. I couldn't I couldn't touch Tyler. Mm-hmm talks about he doesn't like violence and i think i kind of tend to believe him a little bit i believe him i I take him as he 
he one hundred percent has a philosophy, but he's willing to bend it a little bit yeah. to ensure he stays on track with his shit. Essentially, he's against the system, but he's peaceful. I guess yeah. it's almost a peaceful revolt. He's peaceful un- until he kills. Until he has to <laughs> tell somebody to kill for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or in the well, who doesn't he shoot the cop? Who shoots the cop? He shoots the cop. Yeah, he shoots the cop. So I mean, he does end up killing. Yeah. Something that he says that he's against, yeah. but yeah, he kind of bends the rules for. I mean, he's de- trying to defend his friend. Yeah. On one hand, but they're kind of robbing people, so right. robbing banks. But yeah, he's kind of like an anti-hero. People love this movie. He's got to be their f- favorite character. Busey would be the only other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're like, who's your favorite? You know, Utah or Bodie? And everyone's going to say Bodie. I, who the fuck would choose Utah or Bodie? <laughs> <laughs> Although Utah, if he jumps out of the plane, no parachute. Yeah, but bamf. he does that. Number nine, dude. He does that stupid ass yell, and he keeps blowing his goddamn knee out the entire thing. <laughs> Bodie is just fucking whimsical. He can't even injure the dude. Only the waves, only Mother Earth can injure Bodie, the bod. Yeah. So then uh, they get into a scuffle because you got to go down, man. It's got to be this way. Because apparently he's the FBI is in cahoots with uh, they're working with you know, the Australian police and there's a whole shit ton of people there. The beach is closed out. Yeah. You know, Swayze's like, just let me get one more, you know, last run in there. You know, I'm not going to paddle to New Zealand, which obviously it's like pretty much tsunamis are coming in. Hey, you're not going to even surf in the goddamn waves he's going into. <laughs> he's waiting for a set. It, I, nobody wants to break it to him. It ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> He wants to, you know, die doing what he loves and being free and, yeah. you know, his philosophy. So they get into a little fisticuff again, and then he handcuffs himself to him so he can't, he wouldn't be able to surf, obviously, handcuffed to Utah. Yeah. So they kind of, Utah ends up finally honoring almost like the surfer's code, undoes the handcuff and lets him go have one last run. Vaya con Dios, which means go with God. Mm-hmm. And then he quits the FBI for some dumbass fucking reason. Tosses badge in. Like it's it's a kind of a little little bit of a badass thing to do. Like yeah, fuck it, man. Tosses one, one and done. That's what I always say. And it's like, well, why did you stay in there that long just to try and catch Bodie? Because he wasn't going there. He's going to get Bodie. Like, I'm going to go there, and then I'm going to let him go, and he's going to go serve. Maybe it's like he couldn't. They're going to chase Bodie even without Keanu. So Keanu wants to be the one to get him. He doesn't want somebody else in the FBI to get him. Could be. Because that's his boy. That's the only thing I can think of. But then he quits. He, From what it looks like, he's done one case, and he's worked about a year. <laughs> <laughs> Can't put that on a resume. It does not look good. Well, you know, he's been working on other cases, remember? He's like, I've been handling my caseload. I've been surfing after work. So apparently they've been doing other stuff. He's just... been traveling around <laughs> trying to catch fucking... Fiji. He just he detailed out everywhere he's gone <laughs> to try and catch them, and he keeps missing them. And these are long plane rides from the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers racking up traveling bills at the FBI. <laughs> They're like, once he catches you catch them... You bother me. He probably quit because they told him, once you catch them, John Stephen Gidley goes, you're done. <laughs> you're out of the FBI. Yeah, it could just be a final kind of revelatory moment where... 
I'm done or fuck this or you know I'm still think, surfing every day. I'm yeah. gonna subscribe to more of that that life. I think probably it goes, with Tyler. Yeah, I think it goes back to like him getting pulled in too deep. There's something though he knows it's not right. There's something that appeals to him about Bodhi and his philosophy and shit. Let's go over a couple more fun facts that we haven't mentioned. Yeah, Johnny Utah, you know, had a knee injury that ended his football career. But in real life, Keanu Reeves was an aspiring hockey player who suffered a knee injury and then became an actor. It's kind of interesting. Matthew Broderick was apparently originally offered the role of Johnny Utah, (laughs) which would have been a horrible fucking decision. (laughs) Opposite of... (laughs) Swayze, I mean, he, at that time, he was doing some more, like, war games and stuff. Like, he was in some more heavier yeah. action-type things, but still. Oh, God, still. he's a computer nerd back when computer nerds weren't, like, yeah. cool. <laughs> exactly. He's a hacker before hackers. <laughs> Others who auditioned were apparently Johnny Depp and Charlie Sheen. I could, see, I could really see Charlie Sheen doing it. I read that Val Kilmer turned it down. Bodie, yeah, I, I think he's turned down every big movie. <laughs> so I I think he writes his own IMDb trivia. I turned this down. I turned this down. Didn't want to be in this. They didn't pay me enough to be in this. I was going to be Lincoln. Turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> Just didn't get it. Mrs. Doubtfire. Turned it down. <laughs> Just didn't get what they were going for, Lincoln. Kill Bill. I was supposed to be the bride. <laughs> <laughs> Top Gun, I was actually supposed to be Maverick. Turn that down. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to be the fucking Iceman. Iceman. <laughs> uh, oh, also, I thought it was really cool. The members of the ex-presidents are killed in chronological order of when their respective president served in office. That was pretty cool. So Lyndon Johnson was the first guy to die. And then it was uh, Nixon. And then, uh, no, wait, One's sorry, Jimmy. no, Jim, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Carter is right after Nixon. Which? And then Reagan, because Swayze is Reagan. Yep. Yeah. And the mask, that's what, you know, it was a lose something bra, or you forget something bra when he, that's from that clip I show, because he tosses the Reagan mask in front of him. Right, yeah. Swayze's yep. just standing stoically on the beach, waiting for his set. Short hair. And the Utah yeah. comes up behind him and throws the mask in front of him. Yeah, that's what he tossed, the Reagan mask. So it came full circle. Got He had to die with his mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's that's totally it. That's, that's what Point Break's all about. It's about the ultimate ride. Ultimate ride. Hope we just took you on one. Yeah. <laughs> Guy shit. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I hinted at it throughout, um, but... You were giving us hints? Of, uh... And it was mentioned in the fun facts, although I've never heard it specifically called out as almost a remake. The Fast and the Furious, you know, the old Paul mm-hmm. Walker, Vin Diesel original. There's a tremendous amount of similarities between this movie and that. Yeah. And I think somebody... I didn't watch it. There's some pretty fun YouTube videos about it. That actually show similarities side by side it's pretty funny to the point where it's like yeah it was probably heavily influenced i would say easily uh not a full-on remake in any stretch but uh and nowhere near as good but um 
It's kind of interesting because mm-hmm. I I saw Point Break before Fast and the Fear because I saw Point Break pretty young. Uh, I actually didn't. I didn't see Point Break for the first time until mid two thousands. I think I remember watching Point Break on VHS, um, and because I always remembered. Bodie running in the ragged mass and mm-hmm. I, as a kid I remember thinking it was such a cool fucking scene there's the shootout scenes that's all I remember was the bank heist scene. I always thought that was so fucking cool the ragged mass chase and shit I used to think of it as um but it's funny to think of the Fast and Furious comparison because later it's like yeah Fast and Furious blew up it's still you know they still make Fast and Furious movies now and it's funny to think that <laughs> possibly they leaned heavily on Point Break to kick that off uh, so watch watch Fast and Furious again, even if you don't like it. If you've liked Point Break, just to see the similarities, because it is pretty funny. Or watch the YouTube video and save your time. Yeah, it's because uh, I remember there was that Family Guy episode in like the mid two thousands. Another Family Guy connection. Uh, there was that episode where they're raising money for something or other. I think it's for a kid, a sick kid, and uh, a bird or uh, a thief wearing a Jimmy Carter mask. Oh, stole yeah. it yeah. and ran away. And Lois is like, oh, he was wearing that Jimmy Carter mask from that Keanu Reeves movie. What was it? And Joe goes, The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, no, it wasn't that recent. It was, uh, and then like she, like a little bit of time passes. Oh, Point Break. That was the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> oh, man. That's all I got. Point break. Solid flick. What do you rank it? Or do you rank this? Oh, it's an eventually. Oh, yeah. You got to watch Point Break. Eventually. Eventually. Get to it eventually. But if you haven't seen it, sooner rather than later is better. Not soonish as a rating, but mm-hmm. you're, you're going to have a good time with Point Break. It's a fun movie. It's Catherine Bigelow before people started hating Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> Why do people Not hate her now? Not to say I, I, huh? People hate her now? Um, I have a handful of military friends. I can't stand her because oh, of her, of her locker. locker. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, uh, because everyone. of how she portrayed that. And, uh, and, and it got even worse after like, you know, won the fucking best picture Oscar. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I know a lot of people, they couldn't stand her. And these are people who don't give a shit about film, who know who she is. Mm-hmm. And because they don't give a fuck about directors in general, but they know I don't like her because mm-hmm. they know she did a hurt locker. Yeah, I I haven't heard one person military like speak well about or have a glowing yeah. review of hurt locker. Everyone talks shit about it. Oh. I don't. I didn't hear as much about Zero Dark Thirty. Um, yeah, mainly mainly hurt locker. But uh, I'm guessing she did because uh, that was more based off of fact whereas hurt locker is i mean yeah that stuff fiction. happened it's it's a fictionalized account of real events right whereas zero dark 30 is more documented yeah in some fashion and they say that she used actual cia consultants which they, they never mm-hmm. named and i remember at the time there's also the murmurs that like federal agencies and cia were like who the fuck did you talk to because they're concerned of how close it was to the truth like mm-hmm. timeline of events and everything and whatever um so i think that one doesn't get as much grief all right well reach out to us email us and watch this movie at yahoo.com 
Follow us on Twitter at WatchThis underscore movie. Check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. Please do us a favor. Give us the old rate and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Other than that, we will check you later. Bruh. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, you lost my case.